You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Well, today, Lauren, we're going to talk about something pretty important. It's actually a uh, derivative or spinoff from uh, podcast 148, 148. So if you all have not listened to podcast 148 from this season, please go do so because today we're going to be talking about tips for spokesperson training. Yes. So in that episode, we talked a lot about crisis communication. So that's what a lot of these spokesperson training tips are about and in reference to. However, you know, it could just be some general spokesperson training tips too, not necessarily in a crisis situation, but that's what we're kind of focused on. So just keep that in mind as you listen. Excellent. That's really great. So today we're spokesperson, basically, I'm going to try to define this a little bit, but the spokesperson is someone that basically uh, obviously is in front of the camera or giving out a commentary or information on behalf of an organization or a business, that type of thing. So this is someone that's really upfront. This is the the uh, face, if you will, the voice of the organization. And uh, we're going to go through a couple of things to make it a little better for that person and your organization. Exactly. So kind of a couple of caveats here, just making sure this is kind of known. Um, keep in mind, you should have your team, your switches, your spokesperson and your crisis communications team or your communications team pre-selected. So kind of before we get into this training, you know, you don't want to give this training to just everyone. So you want to give this training. So the person um, who is the spokesperson knows that and they're in the right mindset to accept this knowledge, you know, so um, choose your spokesperson or your spokespeople um, based on their knowledge and their expertise, not just their role. So for example, just because the person is the executive director or the company president, et cetera, does not necessarily mean that they have to be the spokesperson in a crisis situation. The person that is, however, should be a subject matter expert or be the leader, depending on the situation. So just keep that in mind. Don't just say, oh, you're the president, it's always going to be you. Make sure you're defining that spokesperson for um, the situation and have that pre-selected. So, Yeah, yeah. And that's, and I'm going to underline something you said there, which is uh, uh, spokespersons, spokespeople. Like, for instance, uh, it's important that if you have an AM, PM shift or something like that, that you know that you can have at least two people that can fill this role. Yeah. Or if someone's sick or, if you know, it's a natural disaster and someone can't get there. I mean, right, a lot of situations right. like have a backup and a backup to the backup, <laughs> you know, just in case someone could be out of town or a lot of situations. So that being said, I said, don't like train everybody, but have your team, your spokespeople, if that's one, two or three, whatever that is, make sure they are all trained. Um, secondly is make sure obviously you're doing this in advance and also host like refresher training. So, you know, people, there could be new hires, people could change roles. Um, there are a lot of different things that it's kind of like easy to forget. And then when the situation comes, it's too late. 
So maybe you do this yearly or twice a year, you know, kind of figure that out and how that works for your organization, but making sure that you're retraining and refreshing and always updating your plans is also very important. Super important. Absolutely. So the other thing that I would throw in um, that I did not really say, which I should have above, was when you're pre-selecting your spokespeople, also take their personalities into account. (laughs) Some people are just not comfortable speaking in front of a group, speaking in front of a camera, um, no matter their job role, whatever that is. But remember, especially in a crisis situation, you know, that person, your spokesperson needs to come across as a real human being. And if you select someone who really just cannot function in that situation, that is going to really um, deter your message as well as, you know, your brand. So it's okay. And just because you're in whatever role does not mean that, you know, your personality would fit for this. And that's totally okay. So just keep that in mind. So I think from here, I'd like to just jump in on some tips and they're kind of like, honestly, no particular order, but just when you're creating your training program um, or going through, these are just some things that I think would be good to include and not to um, forget basically in your training. So yeah, let's do it. Let's get into it. All right. All right. So again, in no particular order, but I think something that is of utmost importance is just being honest and reporting facts. So making sure you have your talking points outlined and in the training, providing some um, sample situations and sample talking points, and then doing some live Q&A is a really good way to start with this. That way, your spokesperson starts to understand, like if they don't know the answer, here's what they are supposed to say rather than just like making something up. So they would be utilizing those facts and honestly, based on their knowledge of the situation all the time. So kind of like what dovetails into that is if you were to feed them a question that they don't know the answer to, a good training tip is to say like, you cannot say no comment, rather say I'm unsure or I don't have that information at this time. Can I get back to you with that answer or that information and provide a timeline for that? So those are two tips that kind of go hand in hand there. Yeah, uh, that's really good. As soon as you say no comment, it's you get very shady. Uh, so I think that it's important. The one thing about that is following up. So if you uh, don't know the answer or you provide that answer, make sure that you provide a realistic timeline for you and whomever's asking and get that information to them. Uh, yes. Super important. Absolutely. Um, I mentioned this a little bit ago, but in delivering these, you know, three to four main talking points that are prepared for the situation, make sure that there is some um, training on the delivery. Now, we don't want this to be rehearsed or like, you know, this is an actor portrayal, but keep in mind that in the situation, the spokesperson's delivery attitude and real showing of either empathy or emotion is okay. Um, It should be brief and they should be able to keep it under control. However, we, we are real human beings and that's in those situations. That's what people want to see and hear is a real human being taking care of a situation. So it's very important to talk to people, um, talk to your spokesperson about their attitude and about their um, delivery of the talking points and message. You don't want them to get up there and sound like a robot or sound like they're reading from chat GPT. Um, let them take those three or four talking points 
and mold them a little bit into their personality, into your business's brand, into your brand voice so that it sounds realistic. Yeah. So that, that just takes some practice too, um, from your spokesperson, but making sure that you hit those points of how to deliver, not just read from a sheet of paper is very important. Yeah. And I don't want to say over accentuate feelings, but I think empathy is oftentimes the largest, uh, emotion mm-hmm. that nonverbal cues, uh, can give while being a spokesperson. Absolutely. That's great advice. Um, let's see. So I think another big one is there, there's definitely on and off camera etiquette. So in these situations, just say you're holding a a news conference or you're even videoing um, something to put out on your website with a statement, um, making sure that when the situation starts, whether that's a camera rolling live or you're, you know, videoing, there are different things that should happen in those situations. For example, I never want to see the spokesperson and someone um, whispering at the microphone or talking off camera, thinking it's not being recorded because it is. And whispering at a microphone or if you have a mic on, um, it's always on. So just keep that in mind. Um, Conversations are not private at that point. So being aware of that etiquette, Also, I'm sure that we've all seen this, but you see outtakes from a news conference that's like a heavy delivery and you see a spokesperson like laughing or just chatting casually on a cell phone to the side or talking to someone else. And they're in a completely different, um, you know, their tone does not match. So they're laughing and then they get up there and they deliver some serious news that is highly inappropriate. People are watching. They're seeing that. So Um, just making sure that, you know, kind of once the, the room is entered, there's no more behind the scenes. People are seeing and hearing absolutely everything. Yeah. And everything is on the record. I mean, uh, I kind of joke about this, but you know, I remember back in the day before everyone basically have a, had a great camera in their back pocket, you know, you could kind of have a huddle off camera or whatever. And nowadays you can't do that. I mean, it's very important to get all of the, you know, spokesperson or subject matter experts or whatever on, you know, whatever fine tuned, uh, prior Mm -hmm. to entering the room, because as soon as you enter the room, someone's going to be taking a picture with their camera or live streaming it to a social media channel or, or whatever. I mean, you don't have that time to, like you say, do a little, you know, pre-chat whisper or something like that before the, you know, the cameras start rolling, if you will. So. Or even like, you know, cameras now are so great that, you know, if someone takes a picture of your phone screen, even they could read a text or they could read an email, you know, so just be very aware Um, or even notes that you have. We've all seen these types of blunders before. So just be really, really aware of everything. Lots of equal eyes and ears out there. Yeah. Yeah. And ears. I mean, you, you yes. brought up a great point. It doesn't have to be seen. I mean, you can, uh, record a lot of things. Uh, phone plants are also, you know, important. Like someone puts a phone up on the table, uh, just looking like they're resting it. That phone mm-hmm. could be recording. recording. So, right. you know, just kind of F- FYI on that type of thing. So, yes. um, and that's not only, you know, spokesperson, uh, stuff, but that's also like, staff or accompanying PR, you know, media folks, uh, making sure that everyone's aware of, you know, what's happening in the room and how that's going to go and so on and so forth. So, Mm -hmm. 
So I kind of touched on this, but it is prepping for potential questions. So in your training, besides, you know, having your, your crises outlined and your talking points or sample talking points with each that you can then later go back and personalize for the situation, but also having a list of anticipated questions. And then, like I mentioned before, going through these in a live, you know, situation in your training is very important. Your spokesperson needs to be able to think on their feet as well as keep referring back to their three or four main talking points that they have been provided. Um, and again, if there are questions that they are unsure of, knowing how to answer that as well. So, you know, don't just get up there with three or four talking points and then nothing beyond that. Um, making sure that even if you don't have much more information at the time, knowing how to answer and say that appropriately is important. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very smart. I think a lot of this is uh, understanding, you know, preparation before the actual conference or uh, that type of thing for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're training to, you know, in these scenarios, after you've done your kind of sit down training, going through these live scenarios and videoing people so that they, which is it's painful, don't get me wrong, so that they can then watch themselves back and see their body language, see their delivery here. You know, you're kind of, you're looking at two things. You're watching the visual and then you're also listening to the content and kind of separately, like you and them need to watch it several times and make notes of how to improve and then do it again and again and again until they're comfortable. Um, I think that that is very important too. And even if you're using your phone to record, like try to make it realistic where there are some cameras in their face, mm-hmm. you know, and a microphone or they're wearing a mic, like try to get them as close to that like experience as it may be. It could even be outside. It could be inside, but try some different scenarios to, you know, test the waters. Yeah. That's, that's really smart too. Just taking that extra time is, uh, is invaluable when you're going to go in front of the camera. Absolutely. Um, I've got just a couple of more here. So one is kind of like an overarching, it's not necessarily just for training, but it's in the prep. But when you are, Preparing for a crisis situation, especially, um, try not to reinforce or keep reinforcing the negatives. And it's also easy to like get in that doom loop of the personal emotion. Like it could be anger, um, which is a big one that you can see very easily when someone is delivering a message. If they're if they're angry about something, um, that needs to dissolve. Now we talked about empathy, which is fine, or, you know, sadness or emotion, but anger is one that does not come across well in these situations. So be very, very careful with that. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure, you know, in this type of situation, there could already be a narrative out there that you may be combating and that's kind of where the don't reinforce the negatives comes in. Um, and I hate when people say this, but this is where people who, maybe you're not in the industry always say like, we just spin things mm-hmm. and, and that I hate that. It just, it crawls over me. Um, but this is where you're developing and crafting your own message. It's to either answer questions or educate. Um, we're not spinning anything to like swipe it under the rug. Um, it's really just making people understand from either a different perspective or the truthful perspective, because whatever narrative is out there, it may not even be true. And that's what's already swirling. Right. So it's just something to think about. Um, 
in your messaging mainly, but some of that does come from the delivery too, of, you know, from your spokesperson. So. Right. And, and I don't want to jump into your topics, but speaking of that delivery and the spokesperson itself, are there times do you believe that a PR person, persons should be, you know, giving the, the uh, comments versus the leader and so on and so forth? What does that look like for you? Absolutely. I mean, obviously that's dependent upon the situation, um, you know, and what kind of human factors are at play here, but definitely have your rules, you know, outlined. Um, I think it might be easier to break that down by person and role. So, and then kind of have a list, like if the topic is this, this person takes it. If the topic is this, this person takes it, or the situation is this. Um, some companies prefer, you know, if it's positive, narrative or uh, not necessarily a crisis situation. Um, it comes from PR marketing spokesperson, um, usually weightier items and or like HR issues um, might come from like, a, you know, HR internals, you know, person or um, leadership in that case, if it's more like, I don't know how to kind of categorize it, but like company news or something um, large scale, then it's usually leadership. So yeah. <clears throat> That's good. That's really good to keep in mind, I believe. So, yeah, I would just try to outline that, you know, based on, you know, the roles, the personalities, and then just have a list of like examples of what this person would take versus the other person. And definitely go through that in the training too, so that people can prepare and know what to expect and what, you know, expectations will be from them. So I think my last couple um, are more like on the other side. So after, you know, this cycle happens, making sure, like you said, to follow up and answer any of those questions that maybe you didn't have the answers for in a timely manner, as well as, you know, maybe thank people, you know, maybe not necessarily in a crisis situation, but sometimes it's appropriate. Thank the media for their time, um, for covering, for putting out your message and helping inform the public. I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. um, and then making sure that also you're not just relying on the media to, um, you know, get this message out there. Sometimes these situations don't make the news, you know, right. so you're still dealing with this situation internally and relying on that avenue to quote unquote, get the word out. But then it doesn't happen. Something bigger may come down the pipe or someone didn't get what they needed from the interview or from, um, you know, your media event. So making sure that you're taking that message and those same talking points and thinking through how else to use it or how else to get the message out to your audiences is important. So I think outlining those items in your training is also important and especially just kind of like giving that expectation. So if you're president, you're training your president and CEO, make them understand that as well, because, you know, they'll think I did all this and then it wasn't even on the news. What did you do wrong? Right. Well, it, that doesn't necessarily fall on that. The PR person, Mark, you know, communications person, it's still up to the news, whether they run this or not. So right. having that expectation with them outlined, like, well, here's what else we're going to do, you know, to get this message out is important. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, that's kind of the interesting part of this is, uh, it's not advertising. So whether your spokesperson yes. is there or not, I mean, this is really talking about a non-crisis situation, but, uh, I mean, 
theoretically, it's it's really not up to them. I mean, they can do everything they can do. They can, you know, dial up relationships, try to really work on the media relations side. But the reality is that's, you know, never, uh, never locked in for sure. So Exactly. Oh, and I have one more, which this mm-hmm. may seem stupid, but it's not. Having ideas for locations, if it is a crisis situation where mm-hmm. you would host this, as well as appropriate attire for your spokesperson. Nice. So I never, you know, we've seen this. I'm sure everyone has to like your, if you're using your, you know, let's just say president and they were out playing golf and they roll in and some, you know, golf pants, shoes and a polo to a crisis situation. And the media sees that it's not going to be good for you. <laughs> no, not, so, good. not good. But all jokes aside, um, you know, making sure that also if it is like, let's just say a natural disaster, your spokesperson is not out there in a three piece suit and brand new, you know, $500 shoes. Um, The same goes for it's a crisis situation and media comes and, you know, someone's in gym shorts and a t-shirt, you know, there's a, there's a balance there. So making sure the proper attire and then, you know, locations is very important. Yeah. And I also think that the industry may dictate that a little bit as well. Um, You know, if you're in like a utility or even like education, depending on like a school or university or something like I for many years kept uh, like a go pack, like a better term in the back of my car. And it didn't have a lot of, you know, it wasn't like a prepper kit, but it was, uh, you know, pencils and paper and flashlights and batteries and uh, just some things. Nowadays it would be, you know, tablets and phones and chargers and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is, you know, you never know where you might be. So, you know, here in Oklahoma, uh, EF5 tornado rolls down the pike and you have to go, you may not have the physical ability to make it back to the office or get what you need. So, uh, you know, might be good to carry a little bit of a pack, especially if you either are the spokesperson or, uh, or the right hand person, uh, to that spokesperson to make sure they're up and going. So, yeah. A which includes clothes which includes important. a change yes. change in clothes, yeah, and water and uh some kind of uh cliff bar type of thing. You know, I mean, you don't know when you may or may not eat. So, you know, it could be 12, 14 hours or whatever. Uh make sure that you have, you know, a pack of almonds or something just to make sure you're, you know, good to go. So Yep. Your access to your files, you know, all of that's very important. Battery chargers, you know, just try to think through especially if you have like multiple locations or your office is separate from a location that you'd have to go to if something happened. I mean, just think through all the scenarios, um, you know, and try to best prepare yourselves, I guess. That's so right. that right. kind of is, is in the training too. And that could be a part of training your spokesperson is to like say, Hey, you should probably keep these things in your office. Or if you were, you know, on the golf course, what would happen or, you know, wherever, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to start to attack there, but you know what I mean. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I think the I think the whole point there is just be prepared and yes. preparation for the media size, preparation for you physically. It's just prepared. So, that's, yes, that's good. Well, I can't speak for anyone except myself here, Lauren, but I think this is a excellent uh, foundational podcast for spokesperson training. So, good job, good job, way to bring it. All right. Well, tune in next week. We are going to talk about something kind of completely different, but we're going to talk about Spotify and marketing. Spotify and marketing. Spotify and marketing. Excellent. Okay. Well, after that weird 
rant, uh, I'll wrap it up. This is Tony Van. I'm Lauren Doherty. We'll see you next week on the G-Factor Podcast. Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com. 